You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more. She seems just fine to me. No more. She should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you joined me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Amy Held. President Trump heads to Pennsylvania tomorrow for a rally in support of GOP congressional nominee Fred Keller. Former Vice President Joe Biden was there yesterday for his own presidential campaign rally. At that event, Biden told the Philadelphia crowd that Trump inherited a strong economy from the Obama era. NPR's Domenico Montanaro reports Pennsylvania is a key battleground state that went for Trump in 2016. President Trump knows he's got to win Pennsylvania. He's got to hold on to these places. And people inside the White House have been saying for months that Joe Biden is the biggest threat in the Democratic field. But they say, look, he's not going to get through because everyone's going to try to paint him as a socialist. And if they don't even, then they'll try to take him down. And so far, they're just watching him go up in the polls, and that does have a lot inside, a lot of people inside the White House concerned. Colorado is testing out new technology to help fight fires. The Mountain West News Bureau's Ali Budner reports the state is working to use self-driving all-terrain vehicles as life-saving tools. Garrett Seddon is with the Colorado Division of Fire Prevention and Control. He says firefighters often need to carry up to 50 pounds of equipment to a fire line. So where this vehicle would come in handy is reducing that stress and fatigue on the firefighters so when they get to the fire lines they can focus on the fire. The autonomous all-terrain vehicles could be equipped with a basket to haul equipment and a tank and hose for extra water and advanced medical supplies. 
Sudden says the vehicle did well when they tested it over boulders, fallen trees, and steep terrain on Colorado's western slope. For NPR News, I'm Allie Budner in Colorado Springs. It's the seventh and final phase of voting in Indian elections. NPR's Lauren Freyer reports from Mumbai that today wraps up a marathon campaign season. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Hindu Nationalist Party is running for a second five-year term in power. Among the constituencies voting today is Modi's own in the Hindu holy city of Varanasi on the banks of the Ganges River. Voters are also lining up in 100-degree heat in West Bengal, a state in eastern India, where riots have broken out over the past week. More than 50,000 extra police are deployed there. It's where Modi's party has used divisive, some say racist rhetoric, and has faced stiff opposition from a left-wing regional party. Voting began April 11th, and vote counting begins Thursday. Lauren Breyer, NPR News, Mumbai. Amid heightened tensions in the Persian Gulf, a top Saudi diplomat said Saudi Arabia does not want war, but will not hesitate to defend itself against Iran. Adel Al-Jabir, the Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, spoke after Saudi Arabia accused Iran of targeting its oil assets in an act of sabotage. And Saudi Arabia's King Salman is inviting regional leaders to convene emergency summits in Mecca later this month to discuss the Iran threat. I'm Amy Held in Washington. You're listening to NPR News. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Coming up next on the serious side. You know, we heard, as I mentioned earlier, Biden discuss his love and his admiration for President Obama throughout the speech. He kept sort of evoking that rhetoric. I want to play some sound for you of him comparing the two. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like, or where you love. But we were born of an idea that every single solitary person, given half a chance, no matter where they're from, given half a chance, there's not a single thing they cannot do if they work at it. Something beyond the capacity. Alabama's Governor Kay Ivey put pen to paper in signing the nation's most restrictive abortion ban into law. It makes no exceptions for rape or incest, a provision that could send a doctor to prison for up to 99 years and life sentence for performing an abortion and even 10 years for even attempting it. Just take a look at some of the latest headlines from the campaign trail. Bernie once praised bread lines 40 years ago. Amy Klobuchar ate a salad with a comb in 2008. Kamala Harris says she won't apologize for prosecuting child molesters. Well, I would hope not. Reparations to become the new litmus test for Democrats. If I'm Donald Trump, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances. As long as the media keeps zeroing in on these dumb plot lines, and as long as Democrats spend the next year talking about the things most Americans don't prioritize, and as long as candidates sound more like they're running for president in 1950 Russia instead of 2019 America, Trump's got this one in the bag. And that should be worrisome to Democrats. After all, President Trump is at record low approvals, and he's facing a dozen different investigations, and yet... Elizabeth Warren is talking about reparations? The media is talking about Amy Klobuchar's salad comb? A former prosecutor has to defend her record of prosecuting criminals? This is all good for Trump, guys. Trust me.
Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is May 19th, 2019. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, like the guy said, my name is J. Ryle. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. But as always, I'm never sure to stay by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the business. First up, she brings that southern swang and that southern swag to the radio airwaves. She's my big sis. I love her to death. I love her to pieces. It's not a damn thing she can do about about let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybelli. <laughs> Fender Maganelli, good morning, Vanessa. How are you? CJ, that just makes me smile. I just love you too. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you and glad to be here. Absolutely. The man that gets the first and last word around here, the man that really kind of runs everything around in this house that we call the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Having computer issues this morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Vanessa. Uh, and James, good morning, I love you too, baby. Thank I know, you. I, I love you too. Good morning. <laughs> I love her more. Yeah, but he's right. Uh, some technical difficulties <laughs> going on in the house, but we're going to get it going for you. Uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio. And, of course, Johnny D, as we mentioned last week, is on a pilgrimage. He should be back in the house next week. But until then, we hold it down. 347-850-1272 is our calling number. 347-850-1272 is that call-in number. As we just try to recuperate from Mother's Day, Jay, uh, for a lot of people, and uh, you know, the bottom line is, is that uh, for people who are moms, you know, we appreciate what you do, and people who are pretend moms, we appreciate what you do, and for those guys who are mothers. I'll just let that one go. All right. Uh, we have a lot going on this morning. Let's break it down for you. Coming up first, first segment, uh, we're talking about Biden. Biden made it official in Pennsylvania uh, this past over the weekend. And so now he's also saying he's an Obama Democrat. So how will that work moving forward? Can he continue to hold on to the coattails of America's first black president and take that all the way to the finish line? We'll have that discussion in a few minutes. Second set, the new abortion in Laws in uh, Alabama, and I think Georgia passed one as well. My God, what is going on? What's happening? We'll talk about that second set. And of course, here's the question I'm going to ask everybody in the house this morning Donald Trump will win re election if. Dot, 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 dot. All right, so that's all coming up next. Once again, the number is 347-850-1272. If you heard, if you're just tuning in at the top, Mr. Elias said he is having some issues, which means the world-famous chat room may not be open right now. I will try my best to wiggle my way over there because, oh, well, there it is. He said it's open. All right, so you can make your way. All right, make your way there. And, of course, we're monitoring social media websites during the course of the show. We can definitely hear your voices, or you can call in during the chatterbox section. I'm sorry, you can't call in during chatterbox. We read what you say during chatterbox, but you can call in the full during the full 90 minutes of the show when we're talking. Call in. We'd love to hear from you. All right, Joe Biden kicked it off saying, hey, listen, I am an Obama Democrat. He had nothing but good words for President Obama. We even played at the top where 
President Obama had a speech during one of his campaign rallies, and Donald Trump, I'm sorry, not Donald Trump, but Joe Biden actually damn near took it word for word. So let me start with you, Mr. Elias. How will this work? He has a commanding lead in the polls. Is this thing over on the Democratic side? No, it's never over. You never know what can happen. You know, I've learned that a long time ago. I've been watching politics for years, and you never know what can happen. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't say it's, I would not say, definitely say it's not a bad thing because he said he's an Obama Democrat. People have nothing but great, great things to say about President Obama, so why would that be a bad thing? I, I, I don't understand that. You know, I, I couldn't understand why the, the Democrats ran away from him in, in the, the election year when they said, oh, we don't, want to, we, don't want to, we don't want him to come out and stop for us. Why wouldn't you? This is a a popular man, you know, and he's a positive man, so why wouldn't you? What was this, though? When when, when did the Democrats say they didn't want President Obama out stumping for him? When they went to the election election year was that. When they they said, nope, we don't want them coming out to it. They they wouldn't even have him come out because it was right after they passed the health care bill. And they they didn't want to to have nothing to do with it. Yeah, they, 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 they pushed away from him. If you remember, I know they pushed. I remember that they pushed away from him. They didn't want to have him come out and 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 stop from. They didn't want to have him do nothing to him. They said, "Nope, we don't have nothing to do with President Obama." They pushed away from him, and that's how they. That's how a lot well, of. Well, I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was that blatant, Mr. Elias. I think what they were saying, healthcare wasn't popular at the time. Look, we talked about this last week. People play politics. And so if healthcare is one of the most unpopular events during that time frame, can you blame Democrats saying, hey, President Obama, we're not going to say anything bad about you, but at the same time we're not going to embrace you because right now you're not very popular. I mean, we're trying to win. You know, you we're looking at the big picture. We're not man. looking at satisfying the moment. Huh? You're going about what polls say. That, that's what that's that's what I don't understand what, about what, people. Polls say this. Polls <laughs> say that. How, how many times have you been polled? But, but okay, I haven't how many been polled. I've, I've, participa- I've participated. I've participated. I participated on online polls. But but, yes, but Mr. Yes, I guess you go online and participate. I don't. I mean, come on, man. How many people go on? How many people go online and participate on polls? That's what I'm saying. Well, man. they pop they up when you bounce around. Do you think? They call me. Say what? Polls. They call me. You're the only one on the you show. You know, they call and they ask, do you have a minute to answer questions? Mm-hmm. That you're the only one on the, the show. Yeah. Oh. Look, I've been uh, called you know. once, but 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 we live in a new age, Mr. Elias. I mean, a lot of times you reach out through through uh, through social media, you reach out online. I mean, I've gone on websites and you always see pop up how President Obama's doing his job. Um, you know, those are polls, polls yes or no. I mean, and, and polls said that Hillary Clinton was going to win, didn't they? She had a commanding lead. Well, you know, so technically she did win. I, Hell, she she got three million God. more votes. But oh, I yes, agree with both of y'all. Look. Polls are just what people say when they call. Polls are what mm-hmm. they say online. I could have been lying on the polls. I mean, long time ago, like I thought it was did. funny when when yep. they would poll me. But now I know what polls are because of the show, because of me hanging out with you guys for the last four or five years. I know how important it is to say whatever it is I say. I know we've had this before on the show where Jerome said, don't answer no polls. Don't let them people know what it is that you're going to vote for and who it is. Well, I don't 
care if they know who I'm going to vote for because they people do look at polls. And so somebody's got to be accurate and tell what it is they're doing. But but polls don't always mean it's going to happen because who in their right mind would have thought that Donald Trump would have been our president? Polls are not always accurate. If they are, we wouldn't have Donald Trump sitting in the office. Uh, but, 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 okay, but, but let's kick that around a little bit because when you say polls are not accurate, you know, did Hillary, did Hillary Clinton win by over – didn't she have more votes than he did? I mean, so you can say the polls yeah. didn't okay, work, well, what about but see, the there are some underlying – Oh, my God, say, can I finish, Ms. Elliott? Didn't the white women poll? Didn't said. the white women poll and say that they would, they would vote for Hillary Clinton? Didn't they? Vanessa just said that. If you're ever having problems hearing me, please let me know. Vanessa just mentioned that, right? She just said that people lie on polls. The polls were mm-hmm. incorrect. The system is what failed. It wasn't the polls. He, she won by more. She had more than – she had 3 million votes. And in every election in this world outside of, you know, the presidential elections – it's whoever gets the most votes. But so don't did the polls really lie? The electoral, Jay. Jay, don't you think they should well, get rid of the we, electoral? We've talked about that. Of course they should. I mean, you know, the, the electoral college is just like that provision in the Constitution that talks about a militia. You know, that that was back in the day. It was great back in the day. But, you know, we're mm-hmm. past that. We live in a whole new situation. I remember doing one of the yep. I remember doing one of the debates when, when Mitt Romney tried to hit uh, President Obama. He said, yeah, you know, the military is smaller and, and, you know, the Navy doesn't have the things that they need. And President Obama's response was, yeah. He says, you know what? We make changes. He says, you know, you don't see a lot of, of horse-drawn carriages or soldiers fighting with bayonets. He said, it's a new day. You change based on the times. So the polls may have been the polls were wrong because of the electoral college. The polls got it right. She got three million more votes, not ten thousand more. Three million. So come on, let's just call it what it is. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right. So Vanessa, once again, Joe Biden, you know, President Obama. We played at the top, you know. The, the speeches that were, you know, people were talking about plagiarism, whatever. Uh, we played at the top what's going on with what, how he, you know, he's taking excerpts from President Obama's speeches and he's incorporating them into in his. So the million dollar question is can he continue to go down this avenue? Can he ride President Obama's coattails all the way through the Democratic, uh, to the Democratic nomination and to the White House? What do you think? What do you think? Yes. Okay. Let me say this. Trump's wife has imitated Michelle from the time she stepped into the White House until now. She's trying to imitate Michelle. Ain't nobody saying nothing about her, and they get pissed off if you even attempt to say nothing, say anything about her who used to be a nude model or whatever they want to call it. They used to say, you know, well, she was working, whatever, whatever. So she's getting away with it. Trump is doing the complete opposite of Obama. I mean, he has turned everything around that Obama has touched that he could possibly turn around in the last two years. I say this and I say it calmly because there are some people, Jay, white, black, green, and purple, that do not like what he has done. They're just not saying anything. When I used to be at work... 
You said some people. I think a whole lot of people okay, don't like well, what he's doing. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sure it is a go lot, ahead. but I can't. You know, I'm sure. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. Then you're right. A lot of people who don't like it and aren't saying anything because they're doing party over morals. What I'm hoping yeah. and I'm praying is is that the Obama people, old and young. Mm-hmm can come on and, and carry Biden as long as Biden brings a younger person with him. Now, let's say Kamala decides, I ain't going to be his, you know, I'm going, I became the Democratic person. Then maybe she'll make Biden her assistant, you know, her VP. Somewhere or another, it's going to have to be a young person and an older person. I'm just telling you, yeah. somewhere in yeah, there, yeah. it's going to have to be a mature, a older per, a person who has worked in the White House before. Why not let it be Biden, be it VP, be it president? He's still been in the White House. Well, I don't we know need if somebody would, like that. Uh, but see, what? You, okay, I, you, well, you bring up an interesting VP point. Again. I think I'm going to talk about that at some other point. You bring up an but interesting let me say point this. that's interesting. Who, what's going to happen, Jay? Is, okay. Jay, let me say this one thing. What's going to happen is that girl in Charlotte is going to throw her hat in the ring at the last minute and throw a whammy in all of it you watch. That girl Charlotte, in Georgia. Who's Charlotte? What are you talking about? The girl oh, in Georgia. Okay. Stacey uh, Yeah. All right. So let, let me let me. Throw hat okay. You, okay. You said something I thought was interesting. I want to kick that around. Maybe we don't have enough time in this set about you know President Vice President Biden being the Vice President again. I don't think he would accept that. But oh, but here's the bigger question, and, and and the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Sprees, joined us joined us on. He's coming just in time to kind of finish this set out. Here's a, here's a different question. You know, and if if, if, if Biden is really riding the coattails of President Obama, and we think that that's going to get him through the Democratic nomination process and eventually to the White House. People on the other side can argue, well, wait a minute, isn't that what Hillary Clinton did? President Obama was out there, you know, stumping for her and everything, and people rejected it, right? Isn't that what they're going to say? Let me bring Jerome. Jerome, good morning. Okay, well, okay, maybe that's the answer. Bring Jerome. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? Vanessa, good, good. How you Zab, doing? So there it is, man. I'm doing great. So there it is. So when people say stuff like that, I mean, what's the response? Well, that response is that's silly. I mean, it, what happened is that people act like they didn't see the last race, right? Obama, yeah, he went out and campaigned for it. He did what he was supposed to do. But I don't think any of us believe that he was supporting Hillary. That's why the numbers were low. <laughs> what? Why is that funny? I don't. I don't understand. I, I, I just. I mean, I, that's amazing you would say that. But go ahead. I mean, you, you obviously oh. you have a reason for it. Okay. Wow. I know. I mean, I mean that's not obvious. I mean, we we know. I, well, that, to uh, me, it's not. Uh, well, I don't. Okay. So, if if Trump wins wins Pennsylvania by about forty thousand votes. But 100,000 votes in Philadelphia by itself did not turn out. Wouldn't you say to yourself, why did they turn out for Obama and didn't turn out for Hillary? Hillary, Obama didn't stomp for her in Philadelphia. He endorsed her. He went to a few places. They didn't even campaign in Philadelphia. So when you talk about the black folks who didn't come out in Detroit, Flint area, that's why he won Michigan, the black people who did not come out in Pennsylvania – she didn't, she didn't win Pennsylvania. They don't like her. And I don't know why everybody keeps putting a burden on everybody else to say this is why Trump won. This is why Trump We know for a fact she got 3 million more votes and 
She did not campaign the black folks, and black folks don't like her. Why is that not simple? I don't even understand Biden at this point. I mean, that whole thing about going, we need to bring, you know, rural white male stuff. I don't know why we fall back into white supremacy every chance we get. It's all about white men and how we don't acknowledge their anger. Don't nobody give a rat. White men did exactly what they were polling that they were going to do. You know who didn't? White females. If you want to know um, how this thing is going to turn out, look at these abortion bills and all the stuff that's coming out that, that white females are now getting upset about. And you tell me on the next election, what do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. And my answer will be, look what happened last year in 2018 in the, in the races. You think that's not going to mm-hmm. happen tomorrow? Them dudes are still going at women like they ain't had no doggone sense and no home training and no mothers. Yeah. Right? So, so I, for us to actually try to philosophically rake over the coals, is it even? What do a Democrat need to do to get Trump? That is just dumb. We are spinning wheels of not even understanding why we're in the doggone situation that we're in because we start from scratch anytime it comes to white folks. They get the benefit of the doubt of every doggone thing. Right? So even when I say that, it's like, oh, Jerome has a feeling about white folks. I'm talking about white folks and their culture and their pathology. Right? The problem is is that we don't have to start from scratch. Everybody knows in their mother, whoever read the Mueller report, and you can tell that most people have not, that he obstructed justice. It is actually in the report. But we sit there and be like, well... We shouldn't impeach him until whatever. And I understand we have to educate people who are not paying attention. So I try not to mix my words even on this show or any other show that I'm on to say I've read it, right? There's no ambiguity. I'm, I don't watch television news to, give, to let them fools give me an impression because they're treating this thing like it's a horse race. But a black person to do one thing and you'd be like, well, you know, O.J., and they, they, they live off of something that if they paid attention to the first jury, they would realize that food wasn't even there. But I got to keep saying the same things over and over to say, look at the details. Well, I don't know, but he looked guilty. It's like, hell, Donald Trump always looked guilty. Nobody ever says that to him. Nobody calls him out for lying. He's over 10,000 lies, and we still rake him over the coals like, well, you know, Trump said, Really? We're going to believe them dudes, like, for anything? So when we start talking about politics, we need to start injecting a little common sense into how we assess something and use some better critical thinking skills because it is not – I mean, I don't mind doing it, mind you, and, or how, however this goes because it just irritates me a little bit that we have to act like we don't know stuff that we already know just to give that fool the benefit of the doubt. We don't have to give him a benefit of the doubt. He lies too much. Well, that's how you really feel, Jerome, this morning. Three, four, seven, eight. You almost got that can on, Jay. I know you do. That's fired up, boy. He must have some some hot sauce on his eggs this morning. My goodness. It's crazy. No, no, no. Don't say that like Jerome. (laughs) I am not mad at any of this. All I'm saying to you is that it is our responsibility in leadership to be very clear when we say words. And it's getting really old that every time something happens, we get to start from scratch from all of these fools to act like they never did anything to us to begin with. 
you know, and and it's somehow like I, you know, I don't know if any of you guys seen the the show on ABC 1969, and they talked about the Black Panthers. But what they did is they covered Fred Hampton's murder, and if you watch that, it's a little bit different because it's from the perspective of some of the people who were in that place, not the police saying we had a shootout with the Black Panthers. They did not even shoot at the police, right? And still to the day, that happened in 69, still to the day, we don't even talk about Fred Hampton in the manner of, that we should be talking about, uh, that we actually talk about Martin Luther King and Malcolm, because Fred Hampton, the WIC program that we have now, the Women, Infant, and Children program, Fred Hampton pretty much passed that thing and created it yeah. in um, Chicago before they even did it nationally. He made sure school children got lunches or breakfast before they went to school and a health clinic because black kids was not getting any medical treatment in the community. That, that kid at 21 years old was targeted by J. Edgar Hoover, and they killed that dude, and we act like he did not exist. I know history's not cute, but we cannot keep ignoring stuff like it just didn't happen. Right? That's not me being angry. So just don't tell no, 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 I get it, bro. No, 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 I get it. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. I, you know, I'm trying, you know, look, we try to put a little bit of twist on it. No, I, I get that. Up. I mean, what you're saying is absolutely correct. But the bottom line is, is that, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when we say they are not saying, people on Fox are not telling the truth. Every place, everything that I watch, uh, they try to call him out. We call the guy out on this show every Sunday. So, you know, we're going to do what we need to do to make sure that our audience is on top of what we know to be facts, what we know to be the truth. And, you know, listen, sometimes he has to come with that type of tongue, so be it. I mean, the truth is, the reality is what it is. And at the end of the day, you know, we have to do what we have to do. I mean, there are a lot of people who have tuned in in this show who were, who were Republicans who have said, oh, guess what, listen to this show, we've made the transformation because we weren't getting it bare bones like y'all bring it here. So, you know, kudos to what we do here every Sunday. Speaking of the Trump Meister, you know, this past week, you know, we're close as hell, and I hate to use that term on a Sunday, but we are close as hell to going to war with Iraq. So what the heck is going on in this man's mind when he makes decisions? Who would better know than maybe one of his former people who have wrote a biography about this guy? So in this week's edition of Informant, it's a less something that you need to know. We're going to tap into the mind of Donald Trump, what he's looking at from a foreign policy perspective, and then we'll see what really makes this ignorant man ticks. Time for this week's edition of Informant, it's a less something that you need to know right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Now we're going to get another perspective on President Trump's foreign policy approach from someone who has a different relationship with him but also knows him well, Trump biographer Timothy O'Brien, author of Trump Nation, The Art of Being the Donald. We wanted to hear Mr. O'Brien's perspective on this week's event since the president has no prior experience in foreign policy and trade policy uh, since before he took the White House, and we thought his approach to other issues might yield some clues. And Mr. O'Brien started by explaining what he thinks is behind the president's thinking on foreign policy. I think you can usually look at most of what he does, Michelle, through two lenses, it's either self-aggrandizement or self-preservation. When you come into the foreign theater and foreign affairs and international issues, he doesn't bring a lot of expertise or experience to the table. And 
he's also put at odds by the fact that there are these two sort of warring instincts within him. One is he wants to project a very robust, muscular U.S. presence overseas, but that's coupled with a strong distaste for being caught up in a swamp of issues that military power sometimes doesn't resolve. Hmm. Your analysis was specifically based on economic policy, specifically uh, tariffs. And you said that, you know, resentments, gut instinct, a belief that he knows better than most people guides a number of his moves on economic policy. But does that same approach influence decision making on Iran, you know, Venezuela, even North Korea? All of the above. Remember when he was asked who he would put in charge of the Defense Department and who would guide him on foreign policy when he was campaigning, he said, I know more than the general. Uh, so he clearly prides himself on not needing advice on a, a number of things. The problem with that and the parallel between both of those issues is he pursues policies that often go off the rails because they are not deeply thought out. It's happened on the southern border with immigration. It's happening now in the tariff war with China. And it's happening as well in this nascent intervention in the, in the Gulf region. But you also say in your piece that, uh, look, you know, t- their tariffs on Chinese imports is punitive, but it may convince the country's leaders to open their markets and stop stealing intellectual property. And while European allies have deeply resented his rhetoric, they are increasing their defense spending. So would it be accurate to say or that your criticisms of him may be stylistic, as they are, as many people are, but that the results may yet be productive? I would say, Michelle, I take that on a case-by-case basis. There may be some productive results from this heavy cudgel he's bringing to bear on China. I think we're talking about something completely different when you're talking about ancient, religious, political, and economic differences among the Arab states. I think people should be very humbled by what we already know has happened historically around that, and we know that, obviously, most recently through the Iraq War. The issue with Trump is he himself was a critic of that war, but he lacks the emotional and intellectual discipline to build a team around him who isn't actually subverting his own instincts. Tim O'Brien has written for many publications. He is the executive editor of Bloomberg Opinion, although I think he wants us to be sure to say the opinions expressed here are his own. Tim O'Brien, thanks so much for talking to us once again. Always great to be with you, Michelle. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Alabama's new law sparked an unexpected response from televangelist Pat Robertson. I think Alabama has gone too far. There's no exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme law, and they want to challenge Roe versus Wade. But my humble view is that this is not the case we want to bring to the Supreme Court because I think this one will lose. 
back in 347-850-1272. You know it's a cold day. You know what? When we start things off with Pat Robinson. But Pat Robinson, when we agree with this guy, Pat Robinson is saying, look, what's happening in Alabama has gone too far. This past week, the uh, Alabama state legislators have passed an abortion bill that has gone beyond anything that we've seen in a long time. I mean, they're saying, look, Bottom line is, if a woman gets raped or incest, you still have to have that baby. And I saw something on the news this past week when they talked about how Republicans are walking around here, you know, oh, my God, pro-life, we want to live. You know, every baby has a meaning and all this other stuff. But then as soon as that baby's born, usually to maybe poor people, then all of a sudden you're trying to cut benefits and trying to cut government-sponsored programs that would ensure that that child has a fighting chance. So it's really a bunch of nonsense when it comes to what the Republicans are saying. You know, Vanessa, let me start this conversation off with you when you look at the laws and what's going on especially in alabama first of all do you think this thing is going to hold up right and second of all just as a woman's from a woman's perspective when you hear stuff like this i mean what type of mindset does it put you in living in a country where there are people who are that's within the borders of this country uh that actually think like this and think that they have the right to tell a woman what to do with her body I am so I am so appalled and insulted about all of this that I don't know if I can do this but I'm gonna do it. Les it's Momo in the chat room. Because if Momo can hear Bottom. me I don't, I'm just saying. If Momo can hear no, me, I would no, love to hear Momo's I would, but I would love she's, if she's on the phone listening. Would love to hear Momo because her she has a daughter that can go. This is going to affect the daughters and our and your daughters, Jay, and our grandchildren and great grandchildren on down the road. That a bunch of old men and this crazy woman who signed off with them and forgive me for not knowing her name. I'm sure Jerome does. She went back and signed off on it and. They should be picketing her house. That is ridiculous for you to tell me what to do with my body. It is between me and my God that I have to answer to about aborting a child. And at six weeks pregnant, without getting too gross and out there, it takes the average woman more than six weeks to know she's pregnant because women don't even pay attention to it until after they miss a menstrual cycle. So then, even if you miss a menstrual cycle after that month, then you're going, well, maybe I'm just off a little bit. So you wait another couple of weeks before you start getting concerned. So the average woman is not even going to get concerned until after six weeks because sometimes your cycle, you just miss it. It just stuff. you just, I cannot believe that at six weeks they're going to say, if you abort that baby, Jay, did you just see the article, what, Texas? Is considering it. What Texas is considering, I'm a serious I mean, Are you surprised? I mean, um, it's lethal I mean, injection. I mean, if a woman aborts, really, these people have gotten out of control. People who think voting is stupid. Y'all better stand up and y'all better say something and get your head out of the dirt about this, because they're reversing stuff way back in time. Is it? Roe versus Wade or whatever it is, they I mean they didn't went back in time and turned stuff around. But but forget that. It's my body. 
And if my child gets or somebody's daddy molests them and they get pregnant, you're going to tell me she got to raise a child that her daddy? Do you do y'all understand what I'm saying? If your brother molests you, you got to raise a child? There's somebody in the family that uh, oh, this is horrible. This is appalling and insulting, and 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 I want to be the first one to start signing some petitions or whatever when it comes to Texas. I want to be the first one to call. I just saw this Friday. I told about. I said, oh, I need to call the governor's office and ask him. Are y'all really considering this? This is insane. This is insane. Well, so I think that this is <clears throat> Jay. Uh, Okay, y'all didn't buckle my pelvis with that one. How you going to tell me what to do with my body? It's a bunch of old men. Yep. And, and I understand the thing about heartbeat, Jay, because then it makes it a living being. But, Jay, well, I mean, women's bodies are a little bit different. We can't tell at six weeks. We can't tell at six weeks. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, Ms. Elias, um, <laughs> this is part of the course, right? I mean, when 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 you think about where we are, um, you know, as a nation, as a country, obviously, you know, the guy we have in the White House, uh, even though you know his aides didn't want him to jump into this, but he finally came out and said, you know, I'm pro-life. You know, Trump is whatever he thinks is popular. He don't really have any moral standings or moral compass. We all know that, but. When you look at this law, and now there are other states who are trying to jump on board to do the same dang on thing, I mean, my goodness, man. I mean, think about Pence. You know, Pence gave a, a commencement speech, and people walked out. You know, while the vice president of the United States was giving the uh, commencement speech. Because, look, if Pat Robinson is saying <laughs> you've gone too far. I mean, my God, Mr. Elias, it seems to me they should be listening. What say you? Well, speaking as a man that, that that has gone through this, man, you know, I, man, look, I live both sides of this, man, and I, I still think it's a woman's right to choose what she does with her body. What, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> Wow. When when is it it end, man? I mean, trust me, I know what this is like because, you know, I had a child that was aborted for me, and that's a regret I live with every day. I had no choice in the matter. I had no no say-so, but it wasn't my body. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, it hurts like hell, but I wouldn't want nobody to tell me, hey, you couldn't do this with your body. It's just ridiculous, and it gets to the point when you say um, that that the rapists will get less time than a than a doctor that's performing this do. You're talking 99 years for a doctor who performs an abortion, and a rapist can get off with well, maybe about 10, 15 years. This is, I mean, they are really reaching and overstretching their boundaries here, man. This is ridiculous and it's crazy. And for those who say, you know, I, I'm, I'm a liberal, fine, whatever, but I've lived this life, so you can't tell me jack crap about what's going on. But I still say a woman, that is her right to choose. 
That is a woman's right to choose what she does with her body. What if, what if that what if that baby is going to kill that woman? Should well, now they did say that. Uh, now they did say. Now they did say, Mr. Elias, that the exception is if the mother's life is in danger. But that's it, pretty much. I mean, this is everything else is like, hey, if she's raped, you know, whatever the case may be, that is what it is. Parent or none of that. Just, just if it's endangering her life. And then, and then you got to look at the other hand. You, they want all of these children to be born, but guess what? They're fixing to cut social services. So if you're going to cut social services, and you want all these young mothers to get out there and have these babies, who pays for it? What's going to happen to them? You're going to yeah. find these kids in dumpsters well, and, and, and buried on the beach? What? Yeah. And this yeah, is Jerome, uh, we haven't heard from you, man. What, 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 what's, what, what's, what's on your mind on this one, Jerome? What are you thinking, man? Where are we going as a country when, you know, we, we, you know what is this? Is this Russia? You're going to tell women that if they have, <laughs> think about this. <laughs> if a doctor performs an abortion, you're going to throw them in jail. I mean, man, what is this? Look, you can talk about religious. You can talk about your religious beliefs. You know, I go to church. When, when, well, when I do go to church, you know, I, I listen to to the bishops in the pulpit. How they just, I mean, when they talk about homosexuality, it's like, man, someone turned on an angry switch. I mean, good God, I was sitting in, yep. um, uh, listening to a, a sermon one a Sunday, and my God, I thought my pastor was about to. Started looking for gays and shooting them. It was like it was an abomination by God. But at the same time, I know he knows gay people. He's not out there. It, it, it's just amazing how the, the how the Republicans are trying to put laws in place, guys, to tell women what they can and cannot do with their bodies. But then they're always the ones that's preaching the government shouldn't be in our business, all with the exception of this. We shouldn't tell people what to do. Small government, but, hey, we're going to tell you that you can't keep a kid or you can't get rid of a kid because we want you to bring that baby into this world and have this baby live just a rotten, you know, if it's, especially if it's by a relative. I mean, God, you, we already know the problems from that. I mean, come on, Jerome, man. Where are we going? It, Help us it, out with this. It just shows you how focused they are about undoing um, your freedoms, right? And so – even when we started talking about affirmative action and all that stuff, I mean, they've been on a mission for a couple of generations to undo things that has already pretty much been settled. And when you talk about, you know, women, it, it depends on how, respect, uh, uh, how respectful you are to women and how you see that most of the time. Because anybody who has a proper context of women and, and what role that they should or should not play. I don't know if that's a good word to use. But women are more balanced and smarter and have a greater emotional range for a good reason, right? We should actually be really respectful of them. But to take away something that they exclusively have governance over is crazy, right? Like we, as a guy, you somebody speaking on that, is saying, like, you own somebody. So what the Republicans are doing, and they don't, if you look in history, you know, European culture, man, they don't respect women like that. They, they're they pretty much property like everybody else. And so that's a property issue of telling somebody what they can and can't do. That's why it doesn't interfere with their own personal thinking of, of government in your business. 
They want to tell you what to do. They want you to live by that. But the, the bigger picture on the political side, they're not doing that to shock anybody. And, and, and damn Pat Roberts. I can care less about that food or any of the Falwells or any of them, right? The issue is, is that that makes more of a sense for them to say, oh, no, we don't, we want in case of, you know, rape and incest and all that, but they still are trying to ban it at six weeks. But they want to give an exception to make it look like they are considering it. Now, again, there are about four laws that govern this already. Not just Roe versus Way, but um, there's um, other precedents in court that says that you can't even determine in the first trimester of a woman's pregnancy, you can't even rule on if it is a, a question for abortion or not. Because if you do that, say you're in a car accident and the woman didn't know she was pregnant. Do you charge that guy with murder? What if somebody has a miscarriage, trips and falls? Has a mis- Do you charge the mother with murder? Right? You know that those fools are yeah. extreme in how they look at this stuff just because they want some control over women. That is, And that's why it always amazed me that women even voted for Trump. Because they know he's misogynistic and crazy, and they still voted for that fool. And now, I totally agree with that, yeah. Jones. Totally agree with that. Why? Did they vote for him? Right, but and here's the thing. I'm thinking, like, and I make no kind of prediction on this, but any white woman who votes for him, I just look at them like they're crazy. And I have been since, hmm. he, since he won that election. Because, <laughs> you, first of all, you're not even holding on to your own... Um, what's going to oppress you and your children and your daughters? You don't even care about that. You care about the racism and the and the oppression that he's creating on everybody else. Yeah, he should do that to the Mexicans. Yep, we need a wall. Like, they only looking at that, and he is stripping their rights away from them, too. Really? That is, I, don't have no yeah. res- I have no respect for that. So <clears throat> the, the issue is always understanding why are they doing that when they know it's illegal. And they're doing it because they want to um they want the Supreme Court to rule on it. But what they're forgetting is that Supreme Court technically may not even get it. They're sending the wrong cases to the Supreme Court. Because Roe versus Wade is not the um is is not the argument. They're trying to frame an argument so that they can use in court the like the um whoever um whoever is gonna defend it, the ACLU or whomever defends this case. They're going to try to use the the, um, the states want to use Roe versus Wade, but it's not a Roe versus Wade issue. The issue is is can you change a law without challenging a law? So hmm. for them, because it's already illegal for them to do, they know the law is precedent, so they're putting laws in place so that you rule against one law and it brings another law in effect. So that you can get rid of that law But they don't even have to go that far The fact is that they're breaking the law And once it goes to, you know, before it even gets to The circuit courts They'll have lower courts just put a state on it And so you can't do that They'll never enforce this, by the way The fact that they put it on there Is like the well, fact that I think it was like about four years ago No, actually it's about eight right. years ago 
that uh, Mississippi just took slavery off their books because it was inside of their wow. state constitution, which means if the federal government fell apart, slavery would still be legal in Mississippi. There was about four states that did that within the last 10 years. The fact that you can't break federal law just because your state law, your state law does not supersede federal law. So they were just trying to put yeah, pressure you, on the you're right, Jerome. So a workaround no, for that when people get smarter. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. No, go ahead, yeah, Nick, when, go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, when people get smarter, what they'll do is they'll use midwives and they'll get the day after pill and because the law specifically say that a doctor yep, yep, will yep, be held. Yep. So all they have to do in this case is not use a, a, a legal doctor. That's right. That's, that's the workaround. Well, I'm seeing that, that dangerous, though. I'm, but that that, that, that kind of goes back to what dangerous. was going on in the past. Let's bring Jackie in. Ja- no, no, no. Jackie's on the line. Let's bring you her in. I'm sure she come in. Or you use a doctor who actually kind of, you, they get training like everybody else. If it's not surgery related. No, I'm not talking about that. Per- oh, okay. No, 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 I'm okay. not talking about that per se, Jerome. I was just saying the fact that people have to look for alternative, uh, alternative options, and you know, and some may you know result to things that, are, that may not be as you know what I'm saying the structure mm-hmm. is what you just out just laid out. Let, let's let's bring uh, Jackie in. Jackie's been on hold for a minute. Let's bring her in. Uh, good morning, Jackie. You'll hear from her uh, next set when she breaks down the rundown. But Jackie, sounds like this is a topic that you wanted to get in on. What say you? Come on in here, Miss Jackie. Well, the mic's on. I thought she wanted to get in. Well, let me put her back on mute till we, till she uh, gets in here. All right, try to bring her. All right, three four seven eight five zero. One two seven. Go ahead, Vanessa. Yeah, go ahead. Jerome, you are right that it's it's going to be backdoor people. That's the first thing my husband said. Is wait till all these backdoor quacks with clothes racks. That's what he said. Backdoor quacks with clothes racks start coming out, trying to help these people avoid these babies. I don't know, and, and I have an RN friend, and so I asked her when it came up. As a matter of fact, I shot the picture uh, of it going to Texas to her, and I asked her, do you think that nurses are going to be doing that? And her words to me was, career RNs are not going to put their careers on the line and do this back door. Because she's been there so long, she's getting ready to retire. So I agree with you that it's going to be some backdoor nurses, LVN, maybe a few RN. There's going to be some backdoor clothes rack. I can abort the baby people out there trying to help these people. And that's what's going to be the problem, y'all. It really, what? really is going to be a sad but situation. Does. But, Jerome, RN, uh-huh. let me say this. I don't know about other places, but Texas, and you know this, Houston has a humongous medical center. And I just. I just I agree with her that RNs and those doctors' aides uh, that, that come in there, I don't think that they're going to put their title, their certificates, their jobs on the line to do a lot. I'm not going to say they don't have. They don't. But have I'm going to say a lot of backdoor. Right, I understand what you're saying, but they don't have to. So, and and I'm not giving advice to setting up new businesses, but I can tell you how how, um, how that would work. So, if it's you're some backdoor people. Well, I know, but there there always is. There's people getting butt injections, so I don't want to talk about that. But the, but the issue is, like, no, I'm just saying people are going to do illegal medical procedures. It's just going to happen. But here's 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 a, a good scenario, right? So if I started a not-for-profit today that I dealt with women women's issues, 
right? And all we did was referral. So a woman would come in with a referral, and she would say, listen, you know what? I found out. Here's what I want to do. And I referred them to another organization that says, hey, morning after pill is your option or this is your option. Not the medical procedure, but that is your option. And per guidelines, they would have to have a position available on call whenever you do that particular procedure, which means the doctor won't be performing an abortion, but they will already have a clinic time to go in and see a doctor immediately after they do it. So then it will become a medical emergency, and the doctor can see them. Right? We just have you just have to be smarter. Right? They didn't put that in the law. They were they rushed the law. So the law just says the doctor can't do it. But it does not mean that you can't you can't do that. It's like going into any cancer hospital, and every and, every, and somebody says to you, "Hey, you know what? If you choose to do chemo, just get soursop tea. It'll curb the effects of chemo. Matter of fact, it will start to kill some of the cancer as well." If somebody told you that, I mean, I'm sorry, that is a known fact. And what happens is your doctor can't tell you that because he'll lose his medical license by giving you an herbal remedy that they use medicine for. And and I can tell you that we have to spread good information where we can more than we need to say, hey, well, if a doctor can't do this, it can't happen. Right? We need to it say change hey, around, but look, but you're putting a, a let, woman's let me, let me life jump, on the line because Vanessa, when you have Vanessa, an abortion, real, real you're quick, Vanessa, the DNC. Vanessa, let me. Vanessa, let me let me jump in real real quick because I know Jackie wants to get in here. We're running out of time. Let me. I, I want to get okay. her comments here real quick. Jackie, okay. go ahead. Okay, can you hear me now? How's everybody doing? Yes. Good, good, good morning, morning. Good morning. I'm doing good. Yeah. Um. Oh God, I got a lot to say. Do you want me to just just do you want to just hold on <laughs> till after the break, or or do you want me to just kind of well, bottom line it real quick? Well, oh. if you need to yeah, hold on until after the break, we can day. hold on to after the break. Well, well, she, you know, we'll, we'll give it to. We're gonna have plenty of time after the break. Why don't we just go to the break and? Uh, yeah, because we'll I, we'll I, I know you're gonna want in. me to bottom line it, and I can't bottom line it too fast. Oh my lord! Okay, all right. Well, listen, Tease, <laughs> Jackie, Jackie said if she's gonna bottom line it, you gonna want me to bottom line it, and I cannot bottom line it in the few seconds I have left in this set. So you need to give me as much time as I need on the other side, Mr. Elias. If you're not reading between the lines of what Jackie's saying. Oh, I got that one. I got she it. needs to get that time. Did you get it? Yeah, she said on the other side. When we come back, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you not only how you stay in contact with the show, but I'm going to tell you how I feel about <laughs> white men trying to tell me what to do with my body. Wow, what a tease. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven. You're Jackie. Okay, so after the break, uh, Jackie going to break it down for us, Miss Elias. She's she going to break it down. All so right. now, Jackie, you got to live up to what you just put out there now. Because that we all, we're all waiting with bated breath on what you're going to say. So we can't wait to hear from Jackie on the other side. All right, plus we're going to continue our conversation uh, talking about what's going on with Donald Trump. And the question I'm going to ask people that sit at this table is one. What question is this? If Donald, Donald Trump will win re-election if dot, dot, dot. Can't wait to hear what the people have to say. Plus we're here from Jackie. You're listening to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. 
The serious side continues after a short break.
It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network. look at some of the latest headlines from the campaign trail. Bernie once praised red lines 40 years ago. Amy Klobuchar ate a salad with a comb in 2008. Kamala Harris says she won't apologize for prosecuting child molesters. Well, I would hope not. Reparations to become the new litmus test for Democrats. If I'm Donald Trump, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances. As long as the media keeps zeroing in on these dumb plot lines, And as long as Democrats spend the next year talking about the things most Americans don't prioritize, and as long as candidates sound more like they're running for president in 1950 Russia instead of 2019 America, Trump's got this one in the bag. And that should be worrisome to Democrats. After all, President Trump is at record low approvals, and he's facing a dozen different investigations. And yet, Elizabeth Warren is talking about reparations. The media is talking about Amy Klobuchar's salad comb? A former prosecutor has to defend her record of prosecuting criminals? This is all good for Trump, guys. Trust me. Here's the deal. Welcome back in. 850 is our call on number 347 Welcome back to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Let's say good morning to the crew like we always do, Vanessa May Belly and the McAnellys in the house. Good morning, Vanessa. Oh, good morning, everybody. It's some hot topics on this table this morning. Good morning. Hot. It's hot, hot. It's getting hot in here. I don't. Never mind. All right. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit, in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Just another day in Trump's world. What do you be doing this time next week? Right on the serious side. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Sounds like Elvis. All right, Mr. Elias, can we say hello to the people in the chat room? We sure can. We got uh, the very lovely Mariana Music in there with us. Our very own Jerome Spriz in oh, there. Oh, hey. Jackie, What's up, Vanessa? What's up, Mariana? Jackie was in there, and then we got this clown, Vogelbright, who don't care about children, but hey, he's going to stop abortions. What a clown. What a serious clown this dude is, man. You need to leave him alone, man. You and Volba Bright, no, man. You guys are going to be he's fishing one day clown. somewhere. He, he okay. said he don't right. care nothing about children and how they get fed. But I'm going to stop him from having abortions. What an idiot. What, what, a, what a hypocrite you are. Damn hypocrite. Fremenies, Mr. Elias of Overbright. We love it. All right. Let me say hello to those people out there as well. What is going on, Janet? Are you Janet Jackson? I doubt it. What's going on, Janet? Calling from Maryville, Indiana. One of Mr. Elias's girlfriends. You Uh-oh. never know. Also, Hello. what's going yeah. on to Deborah? What's up, Deborah? Uh, yeah, there you go. Call Mr. Elias. He's right there. Donna, what's up? The pastors in the house. What's happening? How are you doing? April, what's up? What's happening? What's going on, Michelle? What's hello, Michelle? How you doing? Freddie. Steady Freddie in the house. What's up, Freddie? How you doing? And much, much, and many, many more. Good morning to everyone out there. All right, it's time to bring in the uh, You Heard Her. 
last set. She teased what she had to say this set, but let's bring her in. The director of social media outreach, the one and only Jackie. Jackie, good morning. And tell people before you, you know, get on your soapbox, how can they stay in contact with the show when we're not live? Well, if you need any info about the TJRS Radio Network, oh, Scott, sorry, I had to catch my breath. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS radio and of course um, I'm sure you oh okay keep up with us oh oh, oh, because I thought you were going to cut me off I just wanted to just make reference real quick of what I posted as you know 10th anniversary of the TJRS radio network coming up if you would like to be a part of the special Saturday edition shows that will be coming up in the month of August, please Ooh. give us uh, contact us by email at severeside at loutlook.com. Like I said, the 10th anniversary of the TJRS Radio Network. We'll be doing some special Saturday anniversary edition shows in the month of August. Ooh. So if you want to be a part of those shows, contact us by email side at Outlook.com. Keep up with us. Woo-hoo. Tell them things. All right, Jackie. So now we want to hear what you have to say. What's going on with you? Oh, by the way, before you do that, also follow Steer Our Show on uh, Instagram. You know, I'm out there just living, living my best life, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it, but anyway. Cole, <laughs> the man's in, picked up some new members today. So, hey, just keep doing your thing. All right, Jackie, what's on your mind, girlfriend? We want to hear from you. Um. Yeah, I and let me just say, I know with what they decided to do in Alabama. I mean, that is a really extreme. Uh, you know, that's clearly no question to the extreme, and I'm in full agreement with that. But sometimes we gotta on both sides of the equation. See, we can talk about you know on the other side not playing God but those I mean everybody needs to check themselves with that because I'm clear (laughs) where I stand with abortion in the Bible it says you know seven things the Lord hates one thing is hands that shed innocent blood and to me, that fits in the category of abortion. Abortion fits in that category. Okay. And I'm tired. <laughs> See, it gets to a point where you want to talk about it's your body, but see, I thought it was God's body. And we're to be, to have the, he shows us the wisdom to govern ourselves, I thought. I thought hmm. and it just gets to a point where we gotta watch out not playing oh God ourselves 
<laughs> you know, because we try to make determinations about, okay, whether the child is going to be birthed with this, going to be birthed with that, you know, are they going to be disabled? Are they going to have mental issues? Are they going to have birth defects? Are they, see, it comes a time where we got to take responsibility and not have a child taking the brunt of stuff. What about and I know that's hard, and I'm, I'm about to get to that. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I understand the act of rape, the act of incest. No question. It's a horrible thing that happens. And I know it's so easy to say, okay, it's okay that on one hand you can say, okay, it's okay to kill the child because of rape, the incest, but... But then don't I, let's just, I'll put myself in an example. If I was to gotten pregnant by that way, rape, incest, whatever, don't I have sort of a responsibility to say, okay, what happened, what, what happened, the act of rape, the act of incest was horrible. But do I have that child wear the brunt of that? Does it not matter? Can it not matter how this child got birthed? Could it what? just be, you know what? Don't, no, no, just, I'm not, don't, don't misunderstand me. Don't misunderstand me. Don't misunderstand me. The act of rape, the act of incest is horrible. We, 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 we got that down. But I just, I don't know, to kill a ch- child because of it? I- I'm just thinking right, of the me, child. Me, the child. I, I get it. Don't, don't I think, misunderstand I, I, I think we're the gonna, child. Okay, I think we're going to have to. Don't misunderstand. I think we're going to have to. No, Jackie, we're not misunderstanding. I think what we're going to have to do, though, we're going to have to probably dedicate another segment to this one maybe next week because I can see where the conversations are going. It sounds like Vanessa really has some things to say, and I definitely want to make sure that we cover everything that we're supposed to check off all the checks this morning. So we'll table this conversation. Appreciate your comment. We'll, um, let's talk about it next week. Let's talk about that because uh, I'm pretty sure there will be some movement on it during the week, and we can continue to have the conversation. So appreciate your comments. Vanessa, hold your tongue until next week so we can, you know, I know you got a lot going on. Jackie, you come in early next Next week, so y'all can really, you know, we can do this because you said some interesting things. I really want to expound on it, but I know we have to move on. All right, listen, third set, we have a few more minutes left in this set, but I want to get to this one because this is something that's been playing on my mind for the past two weeks. And the million dollar question is Donald Trump will win re election if. And so I want to start with Jerome on this one. And Jerome, because you know, you're a political strategist. You know, and you look at things, you see things that us normal people don't see because we're not in that environment. You you look at trend lines, you you notice you got a vibe on this. You know, you're close to this stuff. So here, the question for you is: Donald Trump will win re-election if fill in the blank. If hell freezes over, Chuck for two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just wonder. I'll give you one. It's freezing over. 
another question, Jay. This is getting easy. I, I can't. That's the question. <laughs> I mean, how how can he win re-election? Because, listen, people like Mr. Elias said last segment, we didn't even think he was going to win the presidency, our first segment. Oh, this is different. So, you know, this we can sit here. It you is think so? very, very different. So you don't think so? And that's, that's, that's the thing. Okay. I always say this. We always okay. do false narratives, false comparisons. This is very different. So even when I watch him on TV, it gets on my nerves to hear him say stuff like, well, most people picked him wrong last time. It's like, okay. But did we know technically that he was going to disrupt every daggone thing that says that you have a government that that actually exists? Did you know he was going to do that to the Supreme Court? Did you know that he was going to have, you know, he was going to actually have a criminal conspiracy with Russia because they actually proved that part, by the way. Then we know, and, and again, I don't need to debate this. Read the Mueller report where his campaign manager, the guy who was in charge of the campaign, gave polling data to Russia. Now, not just that part, did we know what Betsy DeVos was going to do in education? Did we know that he was going to obstruct... Um, Congress and impede investigations by telling the Attorney General to do stuff, and he was going to go out like it's a daggone Gestapo. Did John really know all that was going to happen? And do you think he can overcome all of that? Like, we're not talking about something normal, like, um, well, he may have, you know, raised the price. Well, I forgot even about the tariff. He's running all these farmers in the Midwest out of business. And then yes, want to give them a couple of billion dollars to bail them out because he was trying to buy them off. At the same time, he's telling people, oh, we don't have no money, so how are we going to pay for Medicare and Medicaid? Like, they, they're really trying that. You give a trillion dollars, dang near a trillion and a half dollars to tax breaks and then come back and say, we need to do something about Social Security. It ain't going to last. Really, if you put that in Social Security, technically Social Security would be here for as long as this Earth will be here. <laughs> if you put that $1 trillion in Social Security, because it already has $3 trillion in it now. If, if you add up all of those things and then say to somebody, hey, you know what? He won last time, so we can't count him out. You have really, really been sleeping under rock. You've been sleeping since the last campaign. Because all of this stuff is adding up, and Hillary Clinton is not on the ballot. They're going to look for somebody like Hillary. But when you use your attorney general or in Giuliani to say they're going to ask another, the Ukraine, to look into Joe Biden's son's stuff, you're crossing the line. And I can't, it's not that I can't see that. I think that, you know, people are complacent in helping him. As far as what white females did, they just didn't like Hillary. I'm not really they're, – they're to blame from him being president, but they're the only ones that said they were going to do one thing and did something else. But they're getting assaulted like crazy again. So can I really see them um, sitting still? No. Can I see black people not turning out? No. Now, they may, depending on what the Democrats do, may not show up. But right now, that isn't even a possibility. Does Donald Trump have have the ability to get black people to vote for him? Uh, no. <laughs> like, it's zero. So, 
you know, even the question is, is built on something that, oh, I'm sorry. And for the record, even if I could help him to give him words of wisdom, I wouldn't. I have integrity <laughs> and ethics and morals. So the question is just a fake one to me anyway because I'm, there's no way in, in hell I would tell any of them guys how to win, even if I could. That wouldn't happen. Interesting. All right. Uh, so, let me, yeah. so, Vanessa, so the question is for you. How does he, he – so finish the sentence. Donald Trump will win re-election if – <clears throat> they filed him. I don't. I heard Jerome's answer. I just didn't hear the main part was. But if they file impeachment and don't have enough uh, evidence, if they file and do not have enough evidence, <clears throat> I know what the Mueller report says and all of that. If they ain't got enough evidence and they keep digging and probing and all of that, then people are going to get just sick of it. And even though the American people, uh, statistic-wise, do want to see the report, but if they start filing uh, impeachment and have not showed the American people. Not saying it's not there, Jerome, because we all know he's guilty. But if they have not showed the American people where they're getting this evidence from for impeachment, then um, I think that he's going to get back in office as well as if the Democrats don't get it together and stop acting stupid and fighting each other about stupid stuff. No, that's not – that's impossible. Okay. Democrats are going to act stupid. <laughs> yes, they are. But, but you know, yeah, but you of know course. what I'm saying, yeah. If they file impeachment and they don't get a copy of that Mueller report out, everybody ain't got time to read that Mueller report. I mean, I've been I've been following it, Jerome, because you've been posting it, and thank you for doing that. But mm-hmm. I, I have not had a chance to sit down and sit there and fool with that report. I got other stuff going on in my life, just like other people do. So if they don't have enough evidence, no. or we can't get Mueller or Mueller or whatever his name is. On the mm-hmm. stand, that's what I want. I don't want to read no report. I want well, to get the man who wrote the report on the stand and see no, what he no. got to say. And if but, they but don't I want to help you with this stand, really quickly. If if they draft like four articles articles of impeachment, impeachment, right? Like uh-huh. bullet points. Here's the four articles. Here is why. They'll run that thing on the newspaper and on every news station, and everybody will know why. Because they would have no choice once they start the impeachment inquiry. To withhold the evidence that they have for impeachment. Like I, I know well, some. I'm, I know some of. I know it because I've read it. Um, for the people who didn't, they'll get that doggone thing blasted on the front page of their paper. And the reason that the Trump administration are daring the Democrats to impeach him is because they are playing a game of chicken. They're saying that if you do this, um, and behind closed doors. Trump is going to Nancy Pelosi saying, you're not going to impeach me, right? Like, how could both of those two be true? The fact is, they don't want him to be impeached. And once they do that, the cat will be out of the bag. And I would here's, – here's the advice I would give, Jay. Republicans better find somebody to run for president in 2020. I guarantee that. <laughs> okay. No. He's going to have a primary challenge. I mean, he's going to have a primary challenge. Right? He's an unguided co-conspirator in New York, and New York is changing laws to get his tax stuff put out there. And once that thing passes the legislature, which it may do this week, they're going to publish his taxes in New York State. And he, he can't do nothing about that. So, And he's an unindicted co-conspirator. So by the time this stuff hits the fan in about a year, how are you going to get rid of the onslaught? You can call that fake news if you want to, but people are going to be like, Yo, you, you squandered a billion dollars. Matter of fact, it was a bill. 
a billion, no, I'm sorry, uh, 140, 100, and, wait a minute, yes, it is, he, he squandered like $100 million, easy. His father left him $4 million, and then he squandered a billion dollars of money that came from people who invested in him in less than 10 years. Who loses $1.5 billion, and why would you put that dude back in as president when he's bankrupt in this country? So you put that all in a concise, not even a concise report. You do that in a news segment. I don't care what the Republicans do. I am telling you, the people in the independents are like, oh, we wanted him there because he was a businessman. But we see he ain't even that doggone smart. You know how hard it is to lose $1.5 billion? That is a difficult thing to do. And he did it. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a difficult thing to do. I mean, I, I lose, I lose a hundred bucks. So I'm about to jump off a cliff. So you know, hey, I, I can't imagine what's going on. Mr. Elias, man, same question for you, brother. Uh, Donald Trump will win re-election if the Democrats don't stay on 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 message, man. Damn what he's doing. Damn falling into his false narratives. Hey, just stay on message. Healthcare. Stay, stay, stay on healthcare. And, and then put out the message of what this cat is doing Because right now The farmers are starting to turn on him In the Midwest I'm looking at reports where the farmers are saying You know, thank you for the money But damn it, you are taxing the American people Where you're saying that you're taxing China and Mexico For all this stuff It is us that you are taxing So they get I mean, people are starting to wake up, man so if the Democrats stay on message and stay on point and 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 keep on with the the, the messaging that the health care is in jeopardy and and the, that the women's bodies uh, are are in jeopardy, they'll win. They need to stay on point. Damn the damn all the names that he's calling. And Tiffany Cross said it best. You know he makes he he makes uh, uh, an issue out of calling people names, and they have like, oh look what he called him. Damn, I don't care what you call me. I'm getting your ass out of office, and that's what they should be. That's what they should stay on point with. I know that. Stay on right. that. Stay on that. Stay on that message of, of, of health care. Stay on the message of what this cat is doing illegally. Stay on cat uh, of, of what he's uh, how bad of a president he is. Then what he's doing. Forget him. Put him in the back. Put him in the put him in the background because he's a false narrative. He is. He is who he is. And you know, for all of people who don't like AOC and the rest of them. They speak out. I like I like the fact that they speak out of what this man is doing. So Boba Bright, you can go with that crap about what AOC and all this other stuff. I like the fact that she speaks out and tells the truth. And most white men don't like that fact because they want they want her to keep quiet. So go ahead and keep on speaking out, sister. Yeah, AOC is smart as heck. All right, Jackie. Yes. All right, Jackie. Same yeah. question for you. Donald Trump will win re-election if. If the Democrats uh, stay sweet, because they are really, I I mean, I echo, well, I echo Mr. Elias' sentiments that they need to stay focused and on point. But, I mean, just don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Because I tell you, uh, (laughs) at this point, Focus on your 2020 candidate, because <laughs> I mean, with now with the Mueller report and the 
and trying the, the impeachment. Y'all, y'all should have been had that in place if you really were going to be serious about impeachment. At this point, focus on your 2020 candidate and make sure you have one that's really going to go up against him. Because to me, you, you're wasting well, precious time. You're wasting precious time. You should have been impeached, tried to impeach him. You're wasting time. Well, well here, let me answer the question real quick. I think, you know, Donald Trump will be reelected. He will win reelection if people don't stay tuned to what's going on. I mean, this past weekend, for the first time in a long time, I didn't watch any, uh, didn't watch anything, didn't watch any type of cable news whatsoever. I was just spending time with my daughter and doing that type of thing. And I'll be honest with you, it was like, hey, if you are a person that's in a better place, uh, you know, if you're, you know, having, a, if you're making a decent living, you know, you're just kind of living your life. You're not paying attention to this stuff, so it's like, okay, whoever's in charge now, I mean, I'm doing well, I'm doing good, you know, my life's great, then guess what, I'm going to vote for that person. So people are not in tune to what's going on, uh, then he can win. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it works. I mean, we always talk about how presidents get credit, too much credit for things that go well what their predecessors may have done in the past, and then you have, you know, people who get blamed for stuff that their predecessors had done as well. So it's like you have a situation where, okay, maybe Clinton put some things in place that George W. Bush is able to benefit from, and, and vice versa. It just kind of goes on and on and on. And for me, if you're not paying attention to what's going on as far as what's happening, this guy can get reelected. So let's not, let's not, uh, let's not slip on that. All right. Folks, the talking version of the show. We've discussed everything, all the check marks have been, all the blocks have been checked. But now it's time for Chatterbox. That's coming up, plus on a need-to-know basis. Mr. Jerome Esprit, I know you can't wait to hear that. All that's coming up next. But first, there's an NPR News update, and we'll talk to you on the other side. You listen to the serious side of the J-Rock Show. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. This message comes from NPR sponsor, H-E-B. When life gets crazy, there's Meal Simple. Hundreds of chef-inspired meals like the Chili Lime Shrimp Protein Bowl, ready in minutes. When life gets crazy, keep it simple. H-E-B Meal Simple. The newest winner of the Eurovision Song Contest has been crowned. NPR's Anastasia Tsoukis reports 25-year-old Duncan Lawrence from the Netherlands came out on top at the competition in Tel Aviv. Duncan Lawrence co-wrote his emotional ballad called Arcade. A broken heart is all that's left. I'm still fixing all the cracks. Going into the finals, he was one of the favorites to win this year's competition. But as is often the case for this contest, the range of songs was huge. Power ballads to campy, disco-ready beats. Along with this year's competitors, other performers included a worldwide pop music idol, Madonna. Anastasia Tsilkas, NPR News, New York. Former President Jimmy Carter continues to recuperate from hip replacement surgery. A spokeswoman says the 94-year-old underestimated the time needed to recover, and he will not be able to return to teaching Sunday school in Plains, Georgia, as planned today. His niece will teach instead. A Colorado man who survived the 1999 Columbine school shooting has died. Austin Eubanks was 37 years old. 
County Coroner said he died over the weekend at his Steamboat Springs home. There were no signs of foul play. An autopsy is planned to determine the cause of death. Eubanks was shot in the hand and knee in the attack that killed several of his schoolmates, including his best friend. He later became an advocate for fighting addiction. I'm Amy Held in Washington. You're listening to NPR News. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from our world famous chat room and from uh, social media. Mr. Elias, man, uh, what do you have, man, coming from the world famous chat room this morning, sir? I only have one worth reading, and that's Mariana Music. She said, I really have a problem with 80 year old white men telling me what to do with my body. If you're a pro life, if you're a pro life person, then that is your business. If you believe in gay marriage, that's your business. She said, only God is in the business to judge, not you. Wow. And that's it, huh? I guess I guess there's something else out there, but I'm pretty sure Volmer probably put something out there, but you know how Miss Dale is. All right, let me read. Yeah, he did. He put some trash out there. I'm going to read that trash. (laughs) Not here. All right. So uh, nothing from Kavita Man this morning. Okay, all right. So let me read something uh, from, from... some folks that listen to the show uh, online, um, and let me read from the pastor as always, Pastor uh, Stephen F. Jones. Great question, Jay. Trump will win re-election if the Democrats destroy themselves during the primary season. On another note, how powerful is this show? People on the opposite sides of the aisles are regular listeners. Good job, gang. Well, thank you, Pastor. We appreciate it. We try to do our best. Conway from Indianapolis, Indiana says. A correction to the host. Ooh, must be talking to me. The reason why Republicans listen to your show is the same reason why Democrats watch Fox News. You need to know what the enemy is up to at all times. <laughs> I will admit, sometimes you guys make good points, for example, when it comes to social injustices. But from a political perspective, you guys will lose in 2020. Okay, Conway. Larry, Fl- Larry Flint. Oh, Larry from Flint, Michigan. I was thinking it was the dude from Hustler. All right. Uh, the divide in this country is strong. It can never be healed. Ouch, man. That's a doom and gloom scenario. Man, tell us how you really feel. All right. Don't have time to read more. We got to get into the portion of the show that I love. You know what time it is if you listen to this show. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Eddie, you know what time it is. I pledge allegiance to the flag of on a need-to-know basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's up, Jerome, man? What are you talking about this morning? Um, not much. I'm just chilling. And, you know, <laughs> I wanted to say that uh, I don't know. I don't know if people feel like we spent enough time on um, on the Trump question and that whole thing about people listening to um, listening to the show to see what the the enemy is doing. I had this conversation yesterday, and I know I'm using my news time to do this, so whatever. Um, I had this conversation the other day. The way the Whigs became extinct when you know Lincoln came up doing the Republican Party. It, it ran all the black folks to the Republican side, right? And the Democratic side was the racist, crazy people of that time. 
So as the black people ran over to the Republicans, think about what the Republicans look like now. And then look at the Democrats. Racist people love to be around black people. I don't know why, but we have a historic reference to this. Right? You stay close to those people because you want to be with the cool kids or you want to be in, in a position where you can influence the most people. So we have to get over that by thinking that the Democrats think one way. It's a big tent party, and Democrats are going to fight. The Republican Party is technically marginalized, and the conservativeness that you see in Trump's constant numbers are pretty much coming from the fact that most people are conservative, even on the Democratic side. So you can't count them out. That's why he won. But the truth is, is that that is going to always pendulum swing, and it is up to us, those of us who have a voice, those of us who are leaders, to always maintain clarity in the moments of everybody else's chaos. So it's not as hectic as it looks. There are people who are trying to make you think this hectic so that you will not participate in the system. So forget the people who are calling into the show or or uh, Jay propping up the racist people who are in the chat room. The issue is always um, constant for us, is to make sure that we put out good and accurate information regardless on who is listening. Because I think it's more value for the people who are listening to have that information. So I won't continue with my commentary, but I just wanted to say that we are conscious of it, even if you're not. Even sometimes we play on this show, but I'm not playing. So you have to do what you want and take that any way you want to. All right. Now, I'll go to our first story. If if everybody's cool with that. Anybody have any comments, yep. I'll take them. Go ahead on, man. Go ahead on, bro. Knock yourself out, Jerome. No, no, I just... He said Jay was popping up the racist people. Can you back up and tell me when, Why what, how, I'm... Because... Uh, yeah, yeah. Because Jay always oh, makes a false equivalency to LES not oh, liking the racist guy who's in the, the chat room, right? And And sometimes we think that that's banter. It's like, oh, yeah, that's Fox News, and we're setting them straight one way or another. Stop doing that nonsense. It is like saying... Jerome, tell me how you really feel thinking that Jerome's angry. Jerome's not angry. I don't give a rat. So if you want to see me on an even keel, you know, just ask me something to tell you the truth about. I can play with you all day, but we need to stop downplaying the seriousness of what's going on when it affects us. We need to be serious, right? It is called the serious type for yes, a reason. Sir. We can play all we want to, but I'm, I'm but, just ain't yes, giving sir. up. Which this is his news time. No, y- y- yes, no, yes, no, sir, yes, sir. But don't both sides. Okay, Les, don't. No, watch me. Fox News. But don't both sides. Watch Fox News. The, the problem, Vanessa, always is this. Is it really necessary when it's raining outside and I say get an umbrella and you say, but the news says that it's not raining? That's not I what say, I say. Go get your say. hair wet. Right? That's what That's I say, what I but I'm not say. I don't have to listen to that nonsense of somebody is lying to me all day. We get duped by that by feeling like we have to listen to something just because somebody said something. It's like covering Trump knowing that he's lying. They should put a a fifteen minute delay on all of them fools. You know how you do a, a ten second delay when people are cussing in sports and stuff? They should put like a fifteen minute delay on them. And every time they have a emergency press conference, take fifteen minutes to see 
are they telling the truth or not? And you need to prompt your news coverage of them saying Trump is lying in 98% of his statements and then show his statement. That's what we need to do as a society because we can't seem to control ourselves and to know what truth is anymore. So we are adding to the problem of confusing our audience if we keep spreading the same lies and also discrediting the lies. It's giving a false equivalency to one thing being true and the other one just being the opposite opinion. There's no opinion in it's raining outside. It is either raining or it's not. And we need to be clear. We cannot play. We should not ever play that game. I would always disagree with that. So I just wanted to kind of put some clarity on that, that we just shouldn't be making false equivalents. Anyway, speaking of weather, global warming will reduce the amount of carbon absorbed by its forests um, because of higher temperatures. Um, that means the lifespan of trees will be shorter. This is according to Cambridge University scientists. They found as the temperature increased, trees grow faster, but they tend to die younger. So, you know, as far as our global warming is concerned, there we have that story. Now, suicides are increasing amongst American youth and teens across the board, but the rates are climbing twice the rate among young girls than they are of boys, according to new research. And, again, with the pressures on women and girls and always hyping us up, we are having some problems. So <laughs> that was just another story. Now, um, the U.S. government has set its sights on an AI that will check, track people for miles using footage from different surveillance systems. So the Intelligence Advanced Research Project activity um, has been put on call, um, put out, uh, they have put out a call for more information on developing an algorithm that can be trained to identify targets by visually an, an, an analyzing security cam footage which means they'll tap into everybody else's security footage if you have a, a ring or whatever. They'll just tap into all of them to create algorithms to track somebody. Now, most companies, and there was a company recently um, who declined their, their government contract because they were trying to de- develop algorithms to do facial recognition and to track people. So there are a couple of companies that are standing up to this because they said that's not what our mission is. But they have to hire contractors who who are programmers to figure out algorithms to do that. And they found out that they're better at identifying white males than they are anybody else. So there's going to be more false positives of people with color because the lenses on your cameras does not accurately reflect um, um, points, identification points on your face because of you having a little bit more melanin than everybody else. So it's extremely flawed. But they still want that anyway, so there'll be more false imprisonment of black folks, it looks like, if they ever move to that. Now, San Francisco Francisco becomes the first city in the U.S. to ban the government's use of facial recognition. Now, departments will need to get board approval to continue using or acquiring technology, but the legislation banned municipal use, but not personal business or federal government use of facial ID technology in San Francisco. Get a court, get wow. a court order. And yeah, there right. is um, no reason to believe that that works better than anything else. Fingerprints work like everything else. If you're not in a fingerprint database, 
there's a way to track people backwards. It just takes a little longer. But facial recognition is kind of violating your free movement because then the government will have a track on you everywhere you go. Now, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez grilled Big Farmer this week, uh, a CEO, over the $2,000 um, HIV prevention cost, um, prevention drug that only costs $8 in Australia. So experts say that the U.S. can end HIV transmission by 2030 if one million more Americans were taking the drug um, known as P, it's known as PrEP, P-R-E-P, which is pre-exposure um, um, paralysis or something like that. But, you know, as we talked about Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, she grilled them because the U.S. government or you, the taxpayers, paid for the development of it, paid for the research, paid for the studies, but the patent is held by a private com- company. But the public money was used to create that um, that drug, and now they hmm. pay $2,000 a month per treatment. So it's a month. Wow. <laughs> instead of $8. That they pay in Australia, they get our stuff hmm. for free that we that we created in this country, and they you, they get it for eight dollars hmm. with your taxpayer hmm. money. Now, ne- Neanderthals and modern humans separated as a species species more than eight thousand years ago. That's more than twice as long ago as previously thought. That's according to the University College of London. They um, analyzed um, kind of dental evolutionary rates um, for different species and focus on Neanderthals. So here's a here's a mental note. Neanderthals are primates. The venison is primates. I'm just going to put that out there. If y'all have some questions, write Jay. Just let Jay figure that out. Okay, because, um, you know, I'm not I'm not taking any questions, Jay. That wasn't a slam of G. It just meant it's going in the trash. <laughs> Jay is not going to take your questions. <laughs> All right. Now, oh, speaking of that, um, you know, there's a um, Instagram is now blocking a hashtag that promotes anti-vaccine uh, vaccination misinform- uh, misinformation. So Instagram said that it has struggled to beat back the content promoting vaccination conspiracy theories. So it's taking steps to prevent misinformation around that topic um, from spreading any farther. Now, here's what I have to say to people who are anti-anti-vaxxers. <laughs> so... This is a hilarious story to me because we act as if the Tuskegee experiment didn't didn't happen. We act as if we didn't put radiation in Similac to see how that was going to work on certain communities. We act like we don't have documentation of the Guatemalan study that when they couldn't do the Tuskegee study anymore, they just went to Guatemala and actually put something in their vaccinations. We act as if two years ago... 500,000 Kenyans wasn't sterilized by the World Health Organization. Or we act like yeah. Israel didn't sterilize 50,000 Africans two years ago who were coming in the country by giving them Depo-Vera. They were sterilizing them, telling them it was a vaccination. Wow. Now, I say this. It is way too much evidence that in massive vac- in, um, vac- vaccinations that people are getting um, chemicals in there that's hurting and even killing them. We know this to be true. But huh. vaccinations does save lives. So, in a, as a quick recommendation, I would say I would never go to a, um, a facility 
that does mass and vaccinate vaccinations. I don't think they have a good track record for mass and uh, vaccinating anybody. Now, if you want to go to an individual doctor or clinic, that may work out a little better for you. But anytime we've done news stories, mass um, vaccinations have always caused problems. So Mm. I'm not playing both sides of the fence. I'm still where I am. I know LES is still where he is. There's a way around this stuff. But try, stop trying to make people who don't want to do vaccinations sound like they're crazy and they hurt my children. That is just silly. All right. Speaking of that, while we're still on science, there's an arm patch that will stop you from getting cold. It was just um, developed, but scientists created a wearable band that will keep your body in the perfect temperature. So engineers at the University of California, San Diego, have developed the wearable patch um, which it works as a personal thermostat and can provide personalized cooling and heating. Okay. Mm. Um, I don't believe wow. in that either. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why think. we sweat. Oh. Your, your body yeah, sweats really. off. So you want your body not to do normal things. You're like, no, I got this wearable patch that I can wear <laughs> that my <laughs> body is going to start, you know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. We feel comfortable with androids, apparently, in this country. It's like, we do something else. Now, um, you know, Facebook's Sheryl Sandberg says that breaking up tech companies will not address the underlying issues people are concerned about and claims that it's up to them to earn back trust. So Sandberg puts back on claims that Facebook should be broken up, although one of their former VPs said that they should, and she is calling for greater government regulations of Internet companies. Now, as I read this story earlier, I kept thinking, she's saying, don't break us up, put regulations on them other fools. It's <laughs> pretty much what she's saying. <laughs> that Facebook, they get, they get a little bit more clever uh, as the day goes by. Now, Facebook also blocked dozens of fake, fake accounts set up to influence elections around the world um, by an Israeli company that spent over 800000 on advertisement. So Facebook, the head of their cybersecurity um, policy, announced that the firm's um, detection of influential campaign, um, influence campaign during the press conference on May 16th, said that um, pretty much that people are buying that they have set up something to block some of those accounts. But they probably still going to take their money. But they said that they're going to block them from actually sending out advertisements that they know are fake. That, that's coming from accounts. They ain't saying anything about refunding them their money. But they just want to advertising. Facebook, Facebook is cleverly tiptoeing around the fact that they don't want to be regulated, but they want everybody else to... Uh, um, they're, they're like, look over there. It wasn't really me. Now, um, do you, do you, uh, Elias, do you play the game Sudoku? Vanessa, Elias? No, I don't. No. You play I do. You do? You do. It helps me to go to sleep. I do. Yeah, now they said playing Sudoku or a crossword puzzle sharpens your brain, sharpens brains, and they're 10 years younger than your, than your, your actual age. So if you play those games enough, it makes your brain younger than um, everybody else's. Ooh, well, I'm about to check that out then. Put it on I, my phone, then uh, 
Lawrence and Jerome. You have it in your phone? I'm going to put it on my phone, on my telephone, if it's going to make my brain a lot younger, yeah. <laughs> actually, I actually have it on my phone. It It is just oh, really? up to the pastime for me, so I've always kind of liked that game. But any kind of crossword puzzles, um, you know, I remember, you know, years ago buying my mother a tablet, and I was like, here, like, I kind of had to explain, I explained this to college students years ago, but the reason when you went on Microsoft um, Word or when you had a computer, the reason that we had, um, what was it, Solitaire and Minesweeper on all computers was not so that you could mm-hmm. play games at work. It was to help you learn how to use a computer, you know, how to click and drag and stuff. So those games had mm-hmm. um, practical purposes. So when we, we install them in companies, companies would say, hey, take those games off there. And I said, no, you want those games on there because they, even it looks like on their downtime or when they're on the phone, they're getting used to using the mouse and clicking and dragging. So that's what those games are for. So Sudoku kind of mm-hmm. does, yeah, well, really doesn't. All right, we have time for uh, one more, Jerome. We have time for one more. Okay. So, um, okay, so in India... Um, there were the locals who were like throwing rocks and stones at an elephant when it was giving birth to a calf. And when the elephant got finished giving birth, um, he actually charged and killed the man who was throwing rocks at it. <laughs> nice. It's, yeah, thank you. Okay, so I just want to say, y'all keep playing with wild animals and they're going to be wild. That's all I got. Uh-uh. <laughs> all right, man, appreciate it. All right, folks, it is time for our final thoughts. Uh, Miss Vanessa, you are on the clock. First final thoughts. Lord Jesus, okay. First of all, let me say, Jerome, I love you to death, but before you chew me a new butt, could you please let me get my sentence out because you chewed me out and you didn't even know what I was going to say and that wasn't even right. So anyway, next thing is, that wasn't even what I was going to say. Next thing is, is that I love the fact that we are kind of opposite on things on the show. So for those of you that are listening and thinking that, you know, that yeah, we don't get along, we do. But, yeah, we are opposite, and I think it brings it to the show. And, and everybody has a difference of opinion. And I personally believe that the other side does have a voice. Apparently they do. Donald Trump's in office. So I think that people need to be able to speak from both sides of the fence. Um, no offense to anybody. Um, but I will, and I'm going to, and um, and that's the reason why I look at Fox and I look at what the other people are saying and doing is because I need to know both sides so that I can hold a conversation. And that doesn't mean that I'm doesn't I'm not as smart as Jerome or whatever else. I'm sure I am in my own way, but um, I just think that both sides need to be heard. And I do believe that God does talk about not having babies and having abortions, but that's why I say. That's between me and my God, because one sin is no different than another sin. Am I not right, Preach Jay? One sin is no different than another Preach sin. Preach. So if I want to have an abortion or I want to go murder somebody or go rob somebody, it is still the same amount of sin in front of the Lord. So that's between me and my God if he sends me to hell or not. So other than All that, right. it is a Memorial okay. Day weekend coming up, and I'll be ready to see y'all on the show. Have a good week. All right, sweetie. All right, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome, is free man. Final thoughts. 
Okay, I want to use my final thought by saying Vanessa is smarter than me, for one. And two, I want to say that it is not really um, that we all agree with each other. That's never a question. Um, We're all smart and adults. And I never, um, I never, like, debate somebody's opinion. Their opinion is truly theirs. What I'm saying is that we still need to stay clear on what facts are and stop debating facts like those facts are loose. So sometimes we just need to tell the truth and we need to stick to it um, and put it out there. Everybody have a good weekend and peace out. Mr. Elliott, floor is yours. Uh, look, folks, get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice, and you get the same crap that you've been having. You'll get Donald Trump. So if that's not enough motivation to get out and vote, get out and vote. And, and, and half you people need to start drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I, listen to, I look at some of these comments in the chat room, and people say they hate poor people. They hate poor people's um, – they hate, hate the way the poor people act. Poor people act the way because they're, they're born poor. Instead of you trying to help them, you are, you're, you're degrading them. So, hey, you can go to hell because I'm a poor person coming up. You, I was a poor person coming up, so you can go to hell. You know who you are. All right. All right. My final thoughts are, you know, I'm looking at people responding back, I guess, based on some of the comments that Jerome made during his uh, – during this portion of the show. Let me just say this to you folks. At the end of the day, the bottom line is everybody has an opinion. Everybody has their thoughts. Everybody is entitled to say what they want to say. This is America. If a person disagrees with me, they have every right in the world to call me out on it. I don't give a damn whether I'm on his show or he's on my show or he's on our show. It really doesn't matter because that's what this is all about. It's a democracy. Everybody has a different opinion. I don't agree with everybody on this show, and I don't have to, and I don't apologize for that. What I do say is that you keep dreaming, you keep thinking your thoughts, you keep voicing your opinion. That's what this show provides the forum to do. And until this show shuts down, which has been there for a very long time, until it shuts down, we're going to continue to do that. And that's just the way it is. If you don't like it, like I always tell you, change the damn channel. And on that note, Mr. Elias, <laughs> if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Brown Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you in Mariana Music. I'm going to see you later on today, girlfriend. So, for Jerome Spring from the Bethlehem Belly, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Ross saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, for Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless. See you next week. See you next week.